I'm Bonnie. Welcome to Martha Martha. I am distracted by many things. Because I'm a mom, because I'm a human, uh, because I have weakness, I need my Lord to guide me and to calm me every day. So let's walk together. So just want to continue on with this idea of why carrot and stick or rewards and consequences is a lot of work. And in the end, with a big family, more work than uh, than relationship-oriented, attachment-oriented, uh, gentle practices of parenting. So I already talked about sort of just how much energy it takes to, to um, be ahead of the game right? And constantly be thinking of what are the things that will get my child to cooperate, right? Whether they're rewards or consequences doesn't really matter. You have to be fairly creative, fairly on the ball, uh, very adaptable because different things work in different situations. Uh, So another thing that, another factor that I think plays really big into this is that follow through is really integral to this kind of system, okay? To rewards and consequences. If you don't follow through, um, it's it's going to fail, right? I mean, the fact that it's a, a poor system regardless uh, is, is one point. But if you're going to do it, you're going to have to follow through. If you don't follow through with rewards and consequences, the system is going to obviously completely fall apart. So... The problem is that if we meet out a consequence of some sort and the child still doesn't cooperate, we have to up the ante, okay? And if they don't cooperate with that new uh, layer of consequence or reward, we, uh, we have to up the ante again. And we have to continue to up the ante about what threat we're going to make to them or what carrot we're going to dangle in front of them in order to get them to cooperate. And probably most of you listening have at least one child who will do this. doesn't really matter what the reward or consequence is. You aren't going to get them to cooperate. And sometimes we even flip-flop between we first start offering rewards and then at some point we think, okay, this is getting ridiculous, and we start offering consequences, which is a very... Imagine from the perspective of a child... You're trying to get them to do something and you're first trying to, to entice them to do the thing and then you flip-flop into threatening to them to do the same thing. It doesn't make any sense, right? It's not logical. But ultimately, what can end up happening in many cases is either follow-through doesn't happen because the upping of the ante isn't working and uh, it's getting ludicrous, uh, but alternately, the punishment no longer fits the crime right? So the child commits some, you know, infraction, they won't get their shoes on or something like that. And, and suddenly, you know, they're in bed with no dinner, because you've gone through this chain of upping the ante and, uh, and it's become ludicrous compared to the, you know, fairly normal preschooler reaction, uh, you know, action that they've committed, right? So uh, that makes it very cumbersome, makes it very cumbersome and not very reasonable, right? You know, if we can step back a little bit and say, okay, um, I want my child to get their shoes on. What's the most effective way I can do that? If we rethink the situation, then we often have situations that come up over and over again, is maybe I just put the child's shoes on for them. That's one option. 
maybe I just grab their shoes and put them in the car and put their shoes on while they're in the car seat because they can't struggle. Um, you know, there's different ways we could uh, fix this problem of getting the shoes on, but, um, you know, haranguing the child to get their shoes on is, and upping, keeping upping the ante and, and making the punishments bigger and bigger isn't your best way, right? It isn't the way that's going to uh, keep the relationship intact for sure. So, uh, so follow through is integral and, and follow through can sometimes be unreasonable and sometimes can be hard to, uh, to actually do. Okay. So if using rewards and consequences becomes, is in fact, a, a, um, transactional method of gaining cooperation from our children. So it's something that, you know, God is not transactional with us. And so we have to be very sensitive to what is looking like a transaction here you know, or what is looking like formation, you know, uh, going back to the shoes for a moment, formation, say you decided that you're going to, the child was very uncooperative and you were going to, uh, use the, put them in the car seat first, then pop their shoes on there while they can't struggle. Just say, yeah, it would be so much easier if we could just put shoes on without a struggle, pop their shoes on and, and you have spent a moment just forming your child, right? You know, it just wastes a lot of time. It's it's uh, something that you'll grow out of. I know that, but you know, I'm just going to pop your shoes on here. It's formative because we're kind, because we're calm, because we've gotten the shoes on anyway, um, and kind of teaches the child that you know you can struggle and struggle, but ultimately the shoes have to go on, and that's just the way it is. And you know, we can do that pleasantly. So, uh, those are just some things that I think. It's, it's really important to point out with uh, carrot and stick rewards and consequences is why why they're more energy than they should be right whether they're actually more challenging parenting method or parenting paradigm than than attachment uh, methods so i will talk over the next couple of days about alternatives to the rewards and consequences and what we can do and why it's more effective in big family life Uh, So God bless you and have a beautiful day with your littles. Bye.